welcome to the Eric in the Morning podcast on 101.9 The Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. I, I just heard from Violetta. You did? I, I don't think she's listening, though. Oh. It's just in relationship to, uh, yeah, still sick, still still sick. That's, oh. She did listen yesterday because yeah. uh, she was... Uh, she really it, enjoyed the show. She was effusive about how great the right. show sounded. Which I don't think I would be saying that. <laughs> Uh, it's her big birthday weekend. Uh, top three things had she been here, we probably should have done for her birthday, but we didn't. Thankfully, she's not here, so we don't feel badly. All right. All right. Top three things. You ready? Yeah. In at number three, what should we probably have done for her birthday, Bill? Gotten the complete DVD collection of the Golden Girls. The Golden oh, Girls on DVD. That would be perfect. She does enjoy that. Yeah. And who doesn't in like a who doesn't enjoy a DVD collection now? Right. Kind of going with the retro theme, retro format on a retro show. And number two, Jim, had she been here, we probably should have done this. I've gotten her a, a battery powered cooler with a built in frozen margarita maker. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, uh, that's true. Let's write that down to forget that next year. <laughs> Hold on. Swanee's like, you're assuming we're going to be here next year. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we'll be doing. If we're not here, we'll be doing that kick-ass podcast. Right. Yeah. That's what everybody's doing now. The kick-ass podcast. Everyone. And finally, in at number one, had Violetta been here, probably the best thing we could have done for her birthday is what, Casey? Whatever the prize is for winning this list. That's exactly right. We'll just give her one of those. Uh, she would have won what you just did. A delicious Lou Malnati's pizza. Oh, my God. That's a great birthday. That's better. Oh, fantastic. That's better than Golden Girls DVDs. Totally. Uh, I've, have, I've never seen Golden Girls, so I agree. Yeah. Anybody listening who with the strangest thing on your to-do list? Dan, don't you dare hang up or I will come get you. <laughs> you got to hear what Dan's doing. Okay. Can't wait. George Clooney reportedly, uh, his wife Amal, leaves him a to-do list. Every single day, mm. he's had an issue becoming a bit of a Hollywood lazy ass. Mm-hmm. He lays around the house and, and watches Doctor Phil all day. She's like, "Would you do just do something?" He's like, "Like what?" So she started making him lists. Yeah, he loves it. Okay, anybody, give him a task. Anybody listening? Who with the strangest to do list item? Hi, Kyle. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. On your to do list this weekend. So I've got to get up early tomorrow and shoot a snowblower YouTube video. A snowblower YouTube video. Are you some type of uh, professional? Well, I, it's kind of a side thing that I do. I'm actually a teacher. I'm on my way to work right now. But uh, I'm, my YouTube channel is a lawn care channel, but it got sponsored by a snowblower company. So I got to get up early. I got wow. the snow just right. Got to wow. take advantage of that golden hour. So Wait a minute. You got a sponsored YouTube channel? How do I get one of those? Exactly. Right? Can you work exactly. for us? Exactly. I wish, right? Well, Lake House Lawn Care, check it out if anybody's interested. Now, uh, Whip was just talking uh, about the, the gold package uh, because Nikki from the Midday Show is going to be joining us for a little bit here coming in, in well, shortly. Uh, is looking for a roof raker. Is that part of the service you provide as well? <laughs> well, you, you never know. I mean, why not? I could get my leaf blower up on the roof and uh, right. maybe go that route with uh, it. See, I'd be worried about breaking my neck. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Kyle. He's got a YouTube channel. Sponsored. I, I heard. Guys, you know, like uh, like Menards or something sponsored. Hey, he's great. Uh, hi there, Samantha, on your to-do list. Um, yeah, I, I need to take my Christmas tree down. Yeah, it's it, it's time. <laughs> it, it really is time. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, f- tomorrow's February 20th. <laughs> I know. What's the uh, over-under on that actually happening? Uh, 
I just work a lot. I have two Christmas trees up at work, too, that I haven't taken down, and everyone keeps getting on me about it. I'll eventually get to them. It, it's time. Yeah, it is. Those have to come down. All right, hold on. Listen to this. Uh, we were wondering, Dan, anybody listening who has the strangest thing on their to-do list this weekend, you will be doing what? I will be taking a raccoon down to Kankakee. You're driving a raccoon to Kankakee. <laughs> Correct. I do uh, soft re- or I do uh, rehabilitation for wildlife, and I do it indoors. Uh-huh. So I need to do a soft release, especially due to the weather and all the snow, so he can find his uh, right. food sources, water sources, shelter sources. So it has to be a soft release where he has a shelter and can go in and out as he pleases. Closest place I found is uh, with the rehabilitation place is uh, Kankakee. Now you say uh, you're in- involved with rehabilitating uh, raccoons. Has he been drinking too much? Is that the problem? He's got to go to rehab <laughs> for that, or what's what? He's got a bum bum uh, leg. What's what's wrong with the yep. raccoon? Uh, par- apparently, it looks like he might have been attacked by a coyote, a coyote or something. Oh, he has wow, a, a wow. he had a injury on his back. He's missing his front pointer finger. Mm. So uh, we got Does him all. Fingers? Raccoons up. have pointer. Fingers? They have fingers. Yeah, yeah cool. they have fingers. They have yeah. posable thumbs. That's why they're uh, able to get in and out of things so easily. Wow. Uh, how big is the little fella? Oh, he's a normal size. He was born probably last year, I'm going to say, a little less than a year. But they, they grow rapidly, mm-hmm. and they usually stay with their uh, mom for about up to a year. But if they get separated or whatnot, uh, you know, they're on their own right. and they're orphaned, then they got to be taken care of. And so you'll be uh, you'll be loading him up now. I assume you load him up in a cage, like in the back of the truck. You're not you're not buckling him into the seatbelt in the passenger seat or anything, right? <laughs> Correct. Not in the old uh, child care seat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll. I'll have them in a large dog carrier, and uh, not many people know, uh, Kyle, that that is the uh, the town motto, the town uh, slogan down there in Kankakee, Kankakee, home of re- rehabilitated raccoons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> tourist board down there loves it. Right. Uh, hey, is there any? I'm going to put you on hold here, Dan. We would love to find out on Monday if the raccoon relocation was a success. A sounds good. And B, is there any way you could take a picture upon your arrival to Kankakee of you and Ricky the raccoon? Absolutely. And then send that to us, and then we'll post that. Maybe if you take one on the way down, we'll post it like over the weekend, and we'll find out Monday about it. Sounds good. I uh, actually brought five down there uh, early fall, See? and I have pictures of those. I can send you those yeah. as well. Oh, wow. That'd be great. I told you, Kankakee, home of the rehabilitated raccoon. Yeah, so maybe Ricky can go. find some buddies. All right, that's great. All right, hold on there, Dan. I want to hear the rest of that story. That's great. On Monday, raccoon rehabilitation. I didn't even know there was a thing. Uh, Dr. Most, your chief medical officer with Northwestern Medicine at Central DuPage Hospital. Hey, uh, Dr. Most, Doc, sorry to bother you. It is never a bother. You know that. Now, uh, this is a question completely off topic. Normally, we discuss with you the the COVID situation. By the way, Violetta is out and had uh, the rapid test and came back negative and is waiting on the results of her second test before the company will let her come back to work. Do you think she's probably in the clear or do you think she's likely poolside in Cabo? (laughs) I would go with B before I went with A. Okay, She's probably taking this as an opportunity that it's Friday and she just got a three-day weekend. And it's her birthday weekend. I mean, it doesn't take a mathematician oh, to figure she that won't out. Be back till, yeah, she won't be back till Tuesday, sorry. Oh, for sure, yeah. How long does it take yeah. to get that second result? Are the first, like, rapid tests kind of iffy? Yeah, you know, they're not as accurate as the PCR test that we do uh, the second test. The first one, we can get back results in 15 minutes. So the second one can take a couple hours, but we usually tell people it's going to be a 24 to 48 hour turnaround time. 
with the number of tests we're doing now, we're really turning that around in just a few hours. So Uh-oh. she's lying because she Uh-oh. says she hasn't gotten it for two days. <laughs> You're not helping her. <laughs> so she's lying. She's definitely in Cabo. Oops. Can you give me her number again? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that we'll find out how that goes. Now our second, our second question. So we saw this uh, on the news earlier, and Whip's been reporting on it. You're familiar with what's going on in Texas. It's the end of the world down there, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And yep. the reports say that it's gotten so cold that calves ears are now falling off and that ranchers are having to duct tape their ears to the sides of their head to keep them from getting frostbitten and falling right off their heads. So I guess my question to you is, and I wanted to find out, if I stayed out in cold weather long enough, could I frostbite my ears to the point they'd fall right off my head? Well, not your total ear, but certainly, you know, our fingers, toes, ears, the tips of our nose, that's the places that we obviously get frostbite the more uh, more frequently. Uh-huh. So you've probably seen people that lose their fingers from frostbite, so that certainly happens. And you can certainly lose a major portion of your ear just because the tissue dies right. and there's not enough blood supply. So, yeah, you can definitely lose. Your ear won't fall off, but you'll certainly have potential to lose a good portion of your ear just from dead tissue. Okay, so there, but perhaps maybe these calves have been out for so long that no one has taken them to the vet to get their ear fixed, and then it just gets so frostbitten, poof, right off its head. Correct. You know, if you look at those ears, very thin, kind of floppy down. So, yes, yeah, certainly they have very poor blood supply. What happens is the tissue has water in it, and that water freezes. And once it freezes, it breaks up the tissues, does damage to the blood vessels, does not get blood supply, the tissue dies. So, yeah, in those ears, you could see that they would essentially, unfortunately, fall okay. off. All right, and one other... Oh, I'm sorry, Whip, did you have a question? Well, just a little bit of a frostbite question, because uh, how cold does it have to be, and how long do you have to be out there? Because we have this guy in my neighborhood... Everybody knows him in our neighborhood. No, no, no. This is just a guy. I don't actually know his name, but everyone in the neighborhood knows him because he runs with just shorts and some tennis shoes, even when it's probably 20 degrees outside, literally. I mean, he is shirtless in shorts. Shirtless. Shirtless in shorts. No kidding. And he does it all winter long, no matter what, almost. So I always wonder, like, is he putting himself at any risk or is it just like, okay, if he can handle it, whatever. Yeah, you know, he's probably putting himself at a little risk, but individuals like that have great circulation because they're athletes. They do those things. The people that we get concerned about are the people who are sedentary, standing around, not moving when they're Me. outside. Me. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Me. You know, right. people people who smoke, you know, those are the ones that we're going to be the most concerned about. So certainly on days when it's below zero, if you don't have great circulation, it does not take long for you to get either frost nip or frostbite. And I'll tell you the other thing. What's the first thing you do when you come in the house after you've been outside and you're cold? Drink. Everybody rubs their hands together, right? <laughs> right. To, like, warm them up. Yeah. It's one of the worst things you can do if there's any chance of frostbite because you want those to warm more slowly. You don't want to do more damage by putting those. and Don't run them under hot water. Some of the simple things that we do all the time that people don't understand, you can do more damage uh, than Crazy. letting them thaw themselves. The end of the world. Uh, and one other uh, quick note, since well, while we have you, did you see the story, and this might explain what's going on here, the story out of Florida. Uh, Whip has uh, begun dressing like an elderly man because he saw the story in Florida of the 30-something girls who were trying to dress like old ladies and go through the drive through to get vaccinated, and they got caught. Are you guys seeing that kind of stuff at all? Like somebody walks in and they're 
you know, they're pretending to be 80 and they're actually 33? Yeah, you know, that's one of the problems that they've had at these states where it's just been a mass free-for-all. Come on and we'll, we'll do it. Fortunately, here in Illinois, we've really been going by appointments only. So we know you. We know your date. We know your birth date. We know everything about you. And we so we haven't you. had the free-for-all yet. Right, right. All right, well, that's good. Uh, and do you have a busy day around there vaccinating people? No vaccinations today. You know, we're doing the second round. We have some tomorrow. But uh, really, the number of uh, new doses in Illinois has dropped so dramatically for this week and next week that really we're doing a lot of second doses and not primary, which is kind of a huge frustration for us. So hopefully we're going to see those increase here shortly. All right, Dr. Most, you're always the best, and we appreciate you being available to us. You got it, you guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. All right. Well, tell Violetta when she comes back all tanned uh, that she'll have to call you for a reason as to why that might have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's 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 going to call me a Greyhound bus driver, right. I think. <laughs> it's, a, it's a total reaction to my medication. There's a tanning reaction. Exactly. To it. So weird. Something like that. Thank you, Dr. Most. You're the best. Nikki's with us today because uh, Violetta is uh, in Honduras <laughs> with a fake COVID thing yeah. going. On her birthday weekend. Yeah, it's her birthday weekend, and suddenly she's gone Thursday, Friday. Hmm. Amazing. Hmm. Uh, so and Nikki agreed to come in early. Uh, Nikki, how long have you been married? Oh, my gosh, 19 years. Oh, wow. In July. And I'm going to take you back uh, to the 1950s when you first got married. <laughs> I was a child bride. Right. Child bride. Uh, when you, you, know, you couldn't keep your hands off each other. Uh, this survey is called Who's Best in Bed? Who's Best in Bed? And it was found that, and this is a two-parter, I'm going to read you the sentence, and your job is to fill in the blanks, folks, at 312-233-1019. According to the survey for who's best in bed, men with bountiful blanks and blank eyes are the best in bed. So it's bountiful something and what color eyes? Men. Men. I don't know about women, I just got the men here right now. Bountiful somethings just gives me a different thing in terms of women altogether. So. Right. They call them, and I'm reading this too, I'm not making this up, they call them assassins in the sack, these guys. Please don't, I, please don't say that again. So happy I got up for this. <laughs> and welcome to the show, Nikki. <laughs> okay. uh, men with bountiful blank and blank eyes, what color eyes? Are the best in bed, according to the survey. You've got to get both those answers right. All right. 312-233-1019. Tell us about who you believe are the assassins in the sack. See if you ladies agree with this. Because it was, as it turns out, Whip, Nikki, a survey of 4,550 women. Pretty big survey. Yeah. To list the physical attributes of men who are the best. The assassins in the sack, they call them. Men with bountiful blank and blank eyes are the best. I thought this might be, you know, I thought maybe the second part of it would be okay, but the first part would be hard to answer. Our phone lines are jammed. Very first caller got it. Wow. (laughs) Very first. So she must know what she's talking about. Alexa. Hello. All right, let me read you the sentence and you fill in the blank, okay? Okay. In a survey, men with bountiful... Beards. And what color eyes? Brown. Are the best in bed is exactly right. Yay! <laughs> now, are you speaking from uh, your own personal experience? And, no, my husband has a beard, but not brown eyes. <laughs> okay, all right. And okay. I'm assuming he's an assassin. 
Oh, totally. He's a machine. A love machine. Uh, how big of a, like when it says bountiful beards, what does that mean to you, Alexis? How how big is a bountiful I, beard? I feel like full maybe and, and I don't know, luscious, not long or anything, but nice right. to know. Right, like not Duck Dynasty, but uh, more. Oh, yeah, no. Gotcha. Like mm. the brawny man, the brawny guy. Like, like brawny. <laughs> Although he's, he's got more oh. of a five. Does he have a beard? He has a he has a uh, a bountiful mustache. I thought. Or like a lumberjack, oh, a lumberjack, <laughs> bountiful stash. That's what I was thinking, lumberjack. Lumberjack. Seventy-three <laughs> percent of participants claimed their uh, best partner ever had a bountiful beard. Seventy-one percent said brown eyes are the best. Also, uh, Alexis, men sporting piercings and tattoos did really well. Does your husband have any of the, any of those? Nope. Uh, he we both have tattoos, so yeah, he has, he definitely has tattoos. Oh, okay. <laughs> any piercings? No piercings. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you don't you don't agree with that, Nikki? No, I'm not into that. <laughs> oh no, I'm just, I was I didn't know who you were oh, talking to. Gotcha. <laughs> That's fine. Also in the mix are broad-shouldered men. Sixty-eight percent of women said that was a, a key component into being an assassin. Uh, your your husband, Alexis, big broad shoulders. Yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's right. six five, beefy. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> how big are his feet? Uh, big. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you've heard the old adage, right, Alexis? Big feet. You know what I mean, right? Big socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big socks. Oh, I thought you said big sauce. Yeah, I, said, yeah, I was really confused. <laughs> Both oh, work. Uh, yeah. uh, 53% of women, so just over half, claimed that the most skillful skillful lovers have small feet. Small Ooh. feet. So the small-footed guy actually finds a little love. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> right. Special installment. Of Story Friday, ba-da-ba-ba. wow, which usually happens uh, after 9 o'clock, but uh, we have so much going on after 9 o'clock, we don't have the time. Uh, Billie Eilish, who used to hate being recognized, says, quote, I effing love fame now. Really? Which I got to tell you, I'm I'm actually relieved to hear a celebrity say that. I think we're all tired of the fame is such a burden storyline that celebrities try to feed us, yet it it pretty much gives them a life we'd all dream of, right? Yeah. And, and she said she you know, didn't come from a ton. Uh, the parts I hated three years ago, says Billy, those are the parts that I'm digging now. Fame in general. I used to just despise it. I hated everything about it. I hated being recognized. I don't really know what changed, but I effing love fame now. I love it. That's nice. Yeah. I, 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 we've posted the picture a couple of times, like two, three years ago at Lollapalooza when she was brand new and I think unknown other than to the diehards. Right. I did have a chance to meet her and get a picture taken with her. And she was like, like 11 at the time. Yeah, wasn't so she? I mean, obviously that wasn't a regular thing for her yet, but she seemed to be enjoying it. Justin Bieber's TikTok Valentine's Day concert breaks records. Okay. Anybody watch that? Mm-mm. Awesome. <laughs> no, there we go. That's what no. we're looking for. So he did New Year's Eve, and he did Valentine's That's Day. That's great. He's yep. going to celebrate all the holidays with a virtual concert. Well, he broke a TikTok record, so he must know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, we can't argue with the Biebs. Another guy who knows what he's doing, Donald Glover, has made an eight-figure deal with Amazon. Eight figures. Eight figures. Good for him to develop his own prime video channel. Donald Glover's getting his own channel. Eight figures? He's like Oprah, like own. I love but him. But on Amazon. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Anna Ferris is launching a new party game, Deal Breakers, inspired by a popular segment on her podcast. Okay. You know, we've done Deal Breakers on this show for years, so Anna Ferris is ripping us off. She's the one from Mom, right? Yes. And she, I think she just left that, and now they're canceling it from what I saw. Right. And she, at one time, was married to Chris Pratt? Pratt. Is mm-hmm. that right? One of the Chris's. Oh. Uh, the Weekend, did you like his halftime show of the Super Bowl, Nikki? 
I did. I mean, it's, it's what a what a weird situation he's dealing with, obviously. But I think you know he tried to. The whole mirror thing was for us at home right. to try to you know. Well, and I, it. I think for all the haters, and there were a lot of them, that uh, something you forgot is. Can you imagine the rules the NFL imposed on him for what he had to do mm-hmm. creatively, what he wasn't allowed to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, the parameters with what he had versus the parameters of what every other performer has had were light years apart. Plus, the weekend spent $7 million of his own dollars on it. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think I, – I never understood what people didn't like. But. I think people are going to look back and think that's a cool performance. The weekend gets custom diamond Super Bowl ring after the halftime show. Oh, that's nice. It's not the official ring like the ones the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got. But it's a one-of-a-kind piece designed by celebrity jeweler Elliot Eliante. That's where you get your stuff, isn't it, Whip? <laughs> Elliot Elliot, good old double E. Yep. Uh, who's worked with some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Uh, Entertainment Tonight says Chris Noth's character, Mr. Big, on uh, Sex and the City, will not be back in the new one. No Mr. Big. Hmm. Is he on a show right now? I is he on? A, is he on a Law and Order is it or Noth any or of those? Noth, by the way. Chris I think it Noth. might be Noth. I think you're right. But it looks like Noth. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Noth, but I said Noth. Who cares? Uh, (laughs) Drew Barrymore says her kids don't like her films. They call them mom movies. Well, finally something uh, Drew Barrymore's kids and I can agree on. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Is it well? I can't even think of a movie. Never been kissed. You could eat. Well, ET. We can go there. Oh, fifty first dates. Fifty first dates. Okay. Wedding singer. Wedding. There you go. There you go. A lot of Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. There you go. Uh, Amy Schumer. So she's evolved to having no child care after the nanny left and is now asking for tips, which is good because uh, I, I don't think we really want to, along the lines of what we just said with Billie Eilish, the last thing we really want is a celebrity complaining that they don't have like four nannies. Right. Right. And how hard it is being a parent. You really don't want to hear Amy Schumer complain how hard it is to be a parent, do you? Timberlake did that, and it backfired yeah, big you time. You yeah, don't want to do that. He should probably lay low for a couple of... I think you will. Yeah, Whip has... You should know, Nikki. <laughs> Whip has a Justin Timberlake hater thing. No, I don't. Yes, I don't. Does. No. Oh, my I, God. He is I so d- up in JT's backyard. inaccurate. Oh, boy. I've known Whip for so long, yeah. and I hang, we hang out on middays, and there are so many things I'm learning yeah. in this Pit short Bull, amount of time. Uh, he is misrepresenting my Justin Timberlake feelings. <laughs> Pitbull loves him. JT hates him. Wow. <laughs> no. Take notes. Aaron Rodgers' fiance Shailene Woodley, has embraced Green Bay life. Get that is a blatant here. lie. Yeah, you can That's stop that right now. I will stake large money. <laughs> That next fall, Shailene isn't hanging out in Green Bay all fall, and she sure as hell isn't there right now. No. I don't care. You pick the nicest day of the year, she still isn't going to be hanging out in Green Bay. Rogers shocked the NFL world when he revealed he's engaged while accepting his NFL MVP award. Some sources close to the quarterback were just as stunned, while others saw it coming. One source told E! News that the two were introduced last summer and knew early on that it was something special and different and uh, something they had never experienced in other relationships. Big money, she's not hanging out in Green Bay. No way. No way. Celebrity dating game is coming. Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton will co host. <laughs> okay, I'm in. That's amazing. <laughs> I actually will watch because of that. <laughs> I would normally ignore it, but I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, that's a pretty good hook. The celebrity dating game for ABC, uh, the network announced yesterday, so keep your eye out for that one. How about this? Here's kind of breaking news speaking of quarterbacks. One getting married, one almost got divorced. A big one. Giselle Bunchen allegedly considered divorcing Tom Brady in 2020. Say sources. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, 2020, tough year. 
Uh, he agreed. Uh, she and Tom talked it through, and they agreed on a compromise. He agreed to let Giselle call all the shots when it came time to set new rules for their marriage. He wasn't allowed to party with teammates because Giselle wants him home with the family. Brady had given Giselle the passcode to his phone. She could take a peek and really see he's not working or goofing around with his teammates when he says he's not. Wow. According to sources. Oh, that sounds like there's more to that story. See, everything looks perfect on the surface. You never know. There you go. Uh, speaking of perfect on the surface, and you never know, Blake Shelton has allegedly become overly cocky since moving to L.A. with uh, Gwen Stefani for The Voice. The Voice says a source, he's gotten pretty cocky and boasts about being friends with A-listers like Jimmy Fallon, Ellen DeGeneres, and Jennifer Lopez. Of course, people know they're really Gwen's friends. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has no idea how insensitive he can be. Everyone's hoping he'll somehow get back to his Oklahoma roots. He's total Hollywood now. His former friends cringe when he flashes his whitened teeth and designer cufflinks. <laughs> they make designer cufflinks for those jean jackets? I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I just think it's kind of funny. And finally, on your Celebrity Story Friday. Hi. There she is, my girl. Jennifer Love Hewitt once had a super drunk night with Betty White. How fun would that be? Huh? That'd be amazing. That's awesome. A yeah. super drunk. What's Betty White? 99? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Literally. What? She is 99. Yeah, 99. Appearing on the Drew Barrymore show to talk about movies they don't like. Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, opened up about her friendship with Betty White, jokingly revealing she thought she was going to kill the national treasure during a drunken stupor. <laughs> One of the only times that I've been, like, super drunk was with Betty in public, and she veered off into a bush. (laughs) And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to kill National Treasure Betty White. Oh, my God. She loves to end her nights out with you by eating gummy bears. I think the normal kind, not the special kind. She's everything you want her to be and more, said Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's the best, and I just love Betty White to pieces. I love Uh, her more now. Yeah. You keep hearing these stories of, of people driving off of the road not just the road but the overpasses and landing down below like i can't remember it's in 10 years i can't remember it happening at all i don't either and now there's been a bunch of them including one within the past week on 355 where kevin ramos drove off of i-355 over the retaining wall and landed on lake street below a single vehicle crash tuesday morning he suffered fractured ribs but was otherwise largely unscathed which is a freaking miracle. Yeah. And he's on the phone with us right now. I don't even know where to begin. Hi there, uh, Kevin. First of all, thanks for joining us. How you feeling? No, thanks for having me. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, it's kind of hard to get out of bed and whatnot, put on shoes, but, uh-huh. I mean, I'm driving. I'm working. <laughs> it hurts to put on fun. shoes, yeah. Okay. Kevin, I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> ask you to go back to the moment, because none of us can even imagine what you have uh, lived through and experienced. When you drove off the ramp, or off the road at 355, and launched over the ramp and landed on Lake Street, many people say these circumstances, it feels like it's going in slow motion. Did it? Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, the best way I could describe it is there, there's like a book called The Power of Now where it like describes that when you're in the like the present moment, everything else fades, you can't think. And like that's literally how it is. As like events like this start happening, you you kind of like can't think. Mm-hmm. And um, the only time I remember thinking, like actually having thoughts, it's like once I started like the, the – the snow that was on the concrete that was kind of like projecting me upwards 
towards the cement to go off the rail. Right. Um, that's the only time that once it start the truck started kind of pitching forward because at first you know it's pitched the, the windshield's pitched upwards so you can't see where you're falling down. You don't know if there's a road below oh, or if it's just like more oh. grass. Oh, so once it started pitching kind of down, I realized there was a road because I could probably see like the end of uh, Lake Street. And I was like, man, I, at that point, I started wondering whether there was going to be a car below. Um, so your you know, first thought was not for fall. yourself. It was, it was thinking you're going to land on somebody else's car driving on Lake Street below you. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to fall, you, you're, you know, in your mind, you're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to probably, something bad going to happen to me, right. but I hope <laughs> it doesn't happen to somebody else. Right. Right. Now, do you see as you're as you're going over the the guardrail there, and you mentioned that you see the road below? Are you thinking, "Here I go, here I go. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt." Uh oh, uh oh. Is that what's in your head? No, actually. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're so in the moment that you you could barely think. You're just kind of like going with it, um, and you know there was like a, a interview that I did yesterday. Where the camera person, they did like a, a, a they're, they're driving through 355, and with their camera, they kind of swerved to the right, okay. and it and it shocked me because that's exactly how the incident started happening. Like it just kind of started slowly. I was in the furthest left lane, and it started slowly going to the right, and out of nowhere, I spun out, and on the second spun out, it just so happened to be going forward, going off the ramp. Was but, it the snow that was piled up on the side that created like a ramp that launched you over the guardrail? Yes, the snow. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it happened. If that snow wouldn't have been there, I predict that my truck would have kind of just slid across it. You know, right? As opposed to going up. Okay, so when you go over and you're and you're plummeting down and it's all happening in slow motion, then you hit. Uh, are you are you knocked goofy? Are you thinking, like, do you do that check where you take the breath, breath and go, can I move my arms and legs? Oh, my God, I'm still alive. Uh, all I could feel was my, my ribs in extreme pain. And and it was pretty fast, the bystanders, because I landed about four to six feet from uh, cars. So, yeah, I might have not hit people, but I was darn close to hitting a few cars. Sure. Um, so when those people came out, you know, everybody's like calling the police and this. And all I could think about is my ribs. Like, it was so painful. It still hurts quite a bit, but right. I'm managing. <laughs> so when uh, when rescue came, were they shocked that you were still alive? Were there like paramedics going, I, I can't believe that you're in one piece? Yeah. Um, everybody from the paramedics. Uh, when I went into the hospital, they, take me to, they took me to Glen Oaks. Um, as I was going into like the room, there was like there must have been ten to fifteen different like doctors and sur- like different people, and you could tell that they were preparing for like major surgery. Mm-hmm. And as I went in, it was kind of like almost like an awkward silence. Like, whoa, is this the guy that just flew off an an overpass? Right. Because you know it, it was shocking. Right, well, it shocked all of us. Uh, now, Whip had said something a second ago. Uh, we were talking about you leading up to this, Kevin. That uh, that now uh, your your next main concern now, not only recovering from your ribs, is getting your Jeep to Gerber to see if it's. <laughs> Are you yeah. telling me this thing is not totaled? 
oh no, it's totally, totally, totally. <laughs> no, I think oh, you, it's total. Yeah, you, you had texted me that you're getting an estimate this morning, and that's why I thought maybe you meant on the yeah, I can buff car that, that out. went over. Or an no, estimate I'm a on else. I'm giving estimates. Oh, you're he's giving, giving estimates. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. There's uh, where we I thought, went wrong. We thought you were taking it to Gerber. Like, <laughs> hey, can you buff that out right there? Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that Kevin, makes sense. Yeah, in, in the estimate, it's like when the, the inspector went because, you know, Progressive <laughs> took it, would not. And the inspector goes. And then they, they sent us an email with the inspection you know, being a total loss, and it says obvious total loss. Right. Right. <laughs> what are we nuts? Right. You know what they say about a progressive whip? What is it? Nothing is normal, and everything is weird. We're proving that, <laughs> Kevin. I am so grateful and glad that you are okay. Thank you for taking a couple moments and sharing your story. I hope your ribs feel better soon. Thank you. Pleasure to mine, man. Appreciate Bye-bye. it, buddy. What a nice guy. Oh, he's great. What a nice guy. That's insane. That's totally insane. Anxiety, like I have a stomachache just even hearing about that. Totally, you know, in a kind of in a, in a weird not to you know. Hey, what about me? Uh, <laughs> uh, but when he said that he went to the hospital and they were like ready, remember on the uh, when the wave runner blew up on yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing that happened to me. Like when I got to the hospital, I, I walked in. Like I just you know I didn't even go by him, so I just got a ride there. I walked in, yeah. and they had a full trauma team all gowned up and ready to go, and like. You're the guy? But how much of that is adrenaline? Uh, probably some, but I mean, I really wasn't hurt that badly. I was hurt, but not, you know. They like expect- him with the ribs, I had yeah. know, some fractures. But, yeah, they're they're ready to, like, start sewing pieces back on. They expect total carnage on something like, like that. You walk in the emergency room, there was, like, five people all gowned up, and they're like, you're the guy? So that's what Kevin was saying, the same thing. That is unbelievable. Strange. He's off giving estimates now. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Whips like off the air. I think his car actually runs. <laughs> is that I have an estimate. I seriously thought that's I, if, what he was doing. If Jeep doesn't do a commercial with this. Yeah. Should, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would work. <laughs> it goes driving away. <laughs> oh, we're glad he's okay. Oh, God. What a story. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, say hello to Captain Dave. Hi, Captain Dave. Hey, good morning. How's it going? All right, we never saw you last year. I know, I know. It was a, you know, it was a thing. But <laughs> you're still going next year, aren't you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming we are. You know, the ratings are still still high, right? So I, I, I don't see any reason why we will not be. That's right. Uh, Wicked Tuna, the tenth season. I uh, use it to to lay in bed each night and uh, and relax myself to sleep on the Nat Geo channel. This uh, Sunday is your season premiere. Now, uh, Captain Dave. Uh, this year, you guys are all working together. You're not trying to drown TJ or Tyler. <laughs> well, a little bit, but no, we yeah, we all agreed to work together. Uh, it was you know, it was a very complicated year. We were not able to fish seven days a week. It was really a very limited demand for tuna. Most of the restaurants were closed. Right, they weren't closed. It was limited capacity. So the buyers agreed to only take fish three days a week so uh, they could spread them out evenly for the seven-day period. And, you know, it's just a, you know, we all worked together for a common goal. That was to catch fish and make, you know, what money we could considering, you know, what's going on. You trust those guys? Yeah, I trust them. You know, we, we work together every year regardless. But, you know, this year more so than ever. Marciano, you trust him? I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I trust Marciano. I don't really trust Tyler, though. 
You know, Tyler did help me out a bunch this year, as as you will see. But right. yeah, no, he, you know, Tyler and I may have had our differences, but we put that we put that on the wayside, and uh, you know, just it's in the past, and you know, All just right. looking forward to the present and the future. Well, was it you or Sandros that was going to punch him? One of the two of you at one point, a couple seasons uh, Everybody. Ago. Yeah. That's, <laughs> those are good times and good memories. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get out again. You're all working together. You're trying to catch the uh, the big fish. Without giving away uh, too much, did did you land a whopper this year, a big one? Did you get a big one? Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of big fish caught. Uh, we, yes, we did catch big fish, but we had some smaller ones too. Mm-hmm. Some boats caught all big fish, as as you will see. So it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a very exciting season. The dynamic is definitely different. You know, like I said, with us working together, it's a lot of fish caught, a lot of fish lost, a lot of mishaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season, they put together twenty episodes. Oh so God. it's going to be uh, a lot of a. Uh, a lot of uh, good fishing and a lot of good drama to watch. Now, Nikki has uh, just joined us here in the studio from the uh, radio station. She hasn't seen the show, and I'm trying to explain to her the size of these fish. Can you tell Nikki in your career, uh, what's the biggest fish that you pulled on board? The biggest fish that I caught, ironically, was Sandro's very first day on the boat that he ever fished with me, and his very first fish. Oh, and my it God. Was just over 1,200 pounds. Oh. It was 100 and 28 inches long, if I remember correctly, which is 11 feet. And it took us uh, two hours and 45 minutes. Now, that, that is a whopper of a fish. Now, when you get you and Sandros get that fish on board and then you take it into port, is, it, is that good eating? Are you getting, uh, you know, per pound, are you killing it? Or the bigger the fish, do they start to, you know, not be as good eating? Because Nikki basically only knows it from a spicy tuna roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the bigger the bigger fish usually don't pay that much. It's usually not the best quality meat. Uh, it's usually red meat. It's very rubbery. And uh, that fish we only got five dollars a pound, which is still good considering it's a big fish. You know, we had the uh, you know we had the weight, but we just didn't have the price. But it's still a decent paycheck. Most of the fish that are good quality are that three hundred to five hundred pound address weight fish. You know, we can get only you know, three hundred. Cute and cuddly. That is that is actually a small fish, but you know, yeah, we you know, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars is a good price for a fish these days. Now, uh, I, when I watch the show, obviously they show me uh, they show when you guys are catching fish. Now, if I were to go out with you, Captain Dave, uh, how long are we generally talking between fish that we're sitting there all looking at each other, staring at the horizon, trying not to throw <laughs> up? How long? You know, there's there's a lot of downtime. You know, you're you're actually you know watching our highlights, the exciting moments. Right. If they play the the show as it is, what we're doing most of the time, ninety percent of the time, which is nothing, you would rather be watching reruns of the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. All right, All Captain, right. we asked there's, you. There's a there's a lot of downtime. We asked you last time, and you uh, said something that I found shocking, which is I think you've never tried a piece of seafood before. You don't eat fish. That- uh, that's correct, 100% correct. I actually had seafood this summer with my customers at the marina mm-hmm. having lunch when we came in. They ordered a, a, a chip platter, and I was just dipping the chips in the, uh, in the, uh, in the dip there. Uh-huh. My girlfriend was there, uh-huh. and uh, they are all laughing at me, and they were filming it. And I was just eating one after another, and little did I know it was clam dip. Oh, uh-huh. so you broke your thing by accident. How'd you feel about that? But when I found out it was clam dip, that was the last one I ate. Oh, my God. Well, my follow-up question <laughs> to that was going to be, do you ever, when you're relaxing, you're not on the clock, you just figure out something to do on a Saturday, you ever go fishing? No. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought. 
<laughs> what what do you do to pass the time? You a big golfer up there? No, I'm a big skier. I ski uh, in the winter here from uh, late November, uh, early December, all the way through around uh, middle of April, right before we begin fishing. I ski probably five days a week. Okay, now... Um, um, before we let you go, Captain Dave, I really want to—I want to nail down this uh, this uh, visit to the uh, fvtuna.com. Uh, what, what's a good time for me to come to Gloucester or Worcester or which stir are you in? Which one are you in? Gloucester, Glo- Gloucester, 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 however you choose to say it. Uh, best time for you to come, like I said, is November and December. Okay. Uh, Right. And, and the reason I say that is all the way through, uh, no, all the way through the beginning of November, we're doing, we're, we're booked with customers. We okay. have absolutely zero days available. But after that, we save okay. uh, late in the middle of November and December for us, just my crew and I, and it, for people that you know that we invite. And uh, and you supply the drama, me right? So when I'm throwing up over the side, I'm okay. We we got it all. Just all you got to do is show up. All right, perfect. All right, we're going to be watching on Sunday, Captain Dave, this Sunday, 8 Central on National Geographic uh, National Geographic Wicked Tuna's 10th season, 10th season of Catching Fish. You're the best. Thanks for the time. All right, man. We'll see you later. See you Sunday. All right, I'm going to go. You I know you. You want to go with? Sure. You don't want to go. Let's bring the whole show. Nikki's like, oh, what about, do they actually show the Kardashians during well, that? <laughs> do people talk during all that downtime? That's what I'm wondering. No, no, you just sit. Silence? Like, just yeah, total silence. hours. It's like a real fishing trip. Just sit oh. there and all look at each other and get sunburned. It's great. No. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.